on guys, Kieran Eadley here from the Pocket Coach Podcast and I'm here with Sarah Silverstein. Nailed yeah, it. nailed it, yeah. Yeah, I'm still trying to nail that last name. Um, so funny sort of um, turn of, well not turn of events, but sort of just the way things flowed and the way we connected was pretty cool. I actually got introduced to a breathwork class um, from a friend of mine called Wade. He's like, come along to this breathwork class. And I'd only just recently sort of opened up to that space. I'd always been very neglected to it, but only because I started doing this Wim Hof breathing technique about a week before. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take it to the next level and go to this breathwork class. Amazing. Give it a try. Yeah. And then um, I went along and Sarah was the, uh, was the instructor. I'd heard your name actually a couple of times. Someone sort of uh, met, uh, mentioned you once and then someone said, um, yeah, you've got to try this breathwork class other than Wade. Um, and I wasn't actually open to it then. So it was cool. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> came along again and yeah um so I met you and I just loved the breathwork class 45 minutes just laughing and crying and just being being a mess it was amazing um the mess of myself and uh opened me up to so many things took action on a few things the next day and it just felt amazing to sort of uh, I guess make that progress in my own life mm-hmm. and so I just have really you to thank for the fact that you're actually putting this stuff on and um changing so many lives as you are you really are and it's beautiful so thank you uh, first of all, and now please just introduce your amazing self to everyone, um, <laughs> what you're currently doing. I know you're doing the breathwork class, but please tell the people in detail what you do. Uh, yeah, well, thank you so much for mm. that lovely opener. That's oh. so kind of you. Oh, yeah, it's true. I am uh, originally from New York. I used to work in mm. finance. I had a really crazy, hectic life, and somebody introduced me to breathwork, and I was a practitioner for about six months, and then somebody asked me if I was going to training, and I said, no, thank you, I'm busy, I have this really busy job in a nonprofit, like, I'm nonstop, and then before I knew it, I found myself signing up for it, and I had booked a client for the night after I had completed the training, my first training. Wow. I'm aggressive. I'm a New Yorker. Yeah, that's right. New York. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, well, if I'm not good at it, I'm not going to waste my time doing mm. it, right? So I was like, okay, we'll, we'll just be crystal clear on this. And she came over. She had a really profound experience. She had experienced chronic pain for six years, and she had relief in that session. And that's where I realized that I get to help other people heal themselves. I'm not a healer. It's not what I call myself. I'm just a teacher of this, mm. right? So like, I'm teaching you how to heal yourself and come home to you just with breath, which is the most natural thing we do. After that, I went on, I did two additional trainings with my teachers, David Elliott and Aaron Telford, and then it was very clear to me it was time to leave New York, which was scary and humbling and exciting. So I started to travel the world, and I was teaching breath work all over Europe, which was profound. I just would kind of walk up to people, tell them what I did, and if they were down, we'd do it, and if not, just kind of wander away. But a lot of people really wanted what I had to offer, mm. and it was absolutely beautiful I didn't think that this was going to be my life that I'd be able to be like a fully self-supporting breathwork teacher yeah it's not like you um went to college thinking you were going to be a breathwork teacher like yep no no I have a BFA in photography yeah the fact that I've gotten to where I have is absolutely astonishing yeah so I came to Bali on a whim it was incredible. I was here for two weeks. Somebody offered me to teach a class. But you obviously knew about Bali. How did you know about Bali? I didn't. Oh, you didn't? I didn't. I was in Turkey. I was in Turkey for about a month, just living my best life, wandering around. And then somebody said, hey, there is a room in Bali. Um, do you want to go there? And I mean, from Turkey to here, it's very far. Well, yeah, that is far. <laughs> and I was like, no, thank you. And then I thought about it for a second. And I've been staying in hostels and stuff. And yeah. it was a room with a door, my own bathroom. And I was like, I'm in. I'm booking my ticket. Wow. So I came I didn't no know plans nothing no I was traveling intuitively before so yeah. it's kind of more of the same for me it was cool. just further so I got here felt incredible 
I got offered to teach a class at Changu Nest and I had, I think, 15 people show up to that first class. And I was like, okay, this is awesome. And then I quickly learned I needed a work visa in order to work here. Yeah, so okay. I you know, started putting that ball in motion and then I had understood I'd be here for a little bit of time. So I came here in October of last year I'm still here. Yeah. I love it. It's been like nine months. Yeah. It's pretty great. Almost a year later. Yeah. <laughs> so and cool. I've gotten to teach at random studios in Chengdu, Seminyak, um, Karabakan. It's been great. And then I've gotten a lot of really amazing one-on-one -on -one clients that have just cracked my heart wide open. Amazing. Yeah. That's so cool. And I'm sure you learn about a lot about yourself through this as well. So much, so yeah. much. Well, that's the other thing is like, I can't teach this and not do it myself. Yeah. So every time I go through another session like here on my own, I learn something new. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, hi, this wow. is a new obstacle. Like, or I thought I had already overcome this. What's going on? Mm. Nope. <laughs> and then when people fall back, they almost feel like they're back at square one, yet they're not realizing that it's like going to the gym where um, once upon a time you used to be able to lift 400 pounds and then all of a sudden you can't lift that 400 pounds when you haven't been going to the gym for a month yeah, right exactly. but really if you strip the weight down just to, to 360 pounds you'll still be able to lift it that's yeah. better than what it was when you're lifting 200 pounds you're exactly. still far further forward than you used to be it's just our perception isn't like weights we can't see it right. you know we can't see our mind so it's like people get so afraid um, of the fact that they might have fallen back to where they were simply because they can't see that step back. Yeah. They can, they, what they see is 20 steps back yeah. and really it's only one. Definitely. And like realistically, it's all growth. Yeah, At definitely. The end of the day, like there's no such thing as like undoing spiritual healing. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Know? It's like you can just Good see point. like maybe there was an awakening and maybe you didn't pay attention to it. Right. That's okay. You weren't ready that. to. Yeah. And then now maybe you are. There's no that. judgment around it, I don't feel. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I guess that's where the pain is, is in the judgment, right? Yeah, definitely. So tell me, what um, what's one lesson you've learned in the last nine months of being in Bali? What's something that just stands out for you? It doesn't have to be the best one, just something that stands out. <laughs> uh, yeah. When you said that, the first thing that came to mind was that I, I'm really uncomfortable being seen. Like, this kind of thing is nerve-wracking for yeah. me. I don't understand how to do it. Like, for a long time, yeah. I was like an assistant. So, like, being behind the scenes is what I'm really good at. Yeah. And what I had to learn here is that if I was going to be teaching groups, which my teacher told me I had to do, mm. I was going to have to step into a spotlight. Mm. I was going to have to find my voice, find comfort in it and not judge what I'm saying. Mm. Like I've always been kind of loud, but being able to speak with intention and love and not judgment is incredible for me. And I've really learned how to do that. Cause like people come into those rooms with all like crazy stuff yeah, and I can sit there and be like, what are you doing? Yeah, It's just like, all right, this is where you're at. Like I was really broken two and a half years ago too. Yeah. How dare I? Yeah, absolutely. It's a really humbling experience. Yeah, well, anything that we judge of others is a judgment towards ourselves, yep. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, what's okay, this is just a random off the topic tangent, but um, I guess it's kind of on topic, but what's one of the craziest stories I suppose you've heard from people? Hmm. I mean, obviously, there's no judgment, but yeah. it's crazy. And then there's not crazy, right? So. <laughs> I mean, I think, I think the craziest thing that continues mm. to happen between me and clients is that we have the same stories. We've been through the same, same things. Like I've so never amazing. attracted someone that I was like, what is right. this? Like I've been referred one client who had a very animalistic experience. And for me, I don't identify as that. Like I'm very rooted in reality. Yeah. And that was her experience. And I was like, okay, here we are. Yeah. And you know, I just thought I was like, if you want to stop the antics and get back to what we're doing here, great. If you want to keep this up, 
great. Mm. But like, I know how to deal with like the deep rooted trauma and pain that's in us. And like, I don't know how to speak to an animal. Yeah. Like, I say, I know I say. people. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, I'm a person. Yeah. I know what people. <laughs> yeah. So like, I've really attracted a lot of individuals who have been through the same kind of trauma or heartache or just like problems. And I'm like, Oh, I've been there. I've uh, gotten through yeah. or I'm getting through. Right. So it's just, I think, making people feel that they're not alone is really important. Mm. That's really cool. It's almost like we bring in people into our lives that, um, that we're focused on. So it's like when we're focused on certain problems, we bring people into our lives with those problems or people yeah. that highlight those problems for us. Yeah. Yeah, like um, recent relationship that highlighted a lot of insignificance that I'm still dealing with myself. Mm. And um, like when I said, when you sort of said in the class, like, well, it's one thing that you're, that you're focusing on or here to work on, was it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what, the thing that I spoke was insi- my insignificance and that had actually been highlighted without me even realizing through this relationship. And wow. then that sort of brought the, brought the dots together. I'm like, wow, I can't heal if I'm in the space where I'm constantly being triggered. So I need to get away, get away from the trigger so I can heal, um, which is what that sort of brought me to um, the idea of. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I would, never, I, I would have eventually, but it wouldn't have happened as quickly. So it was beautiful. Yeah. Um, so yeah, again, thank you. Like, you know, I really have learned so much from you just in the <laughs> three meetings we've had. Amazing. Yeah, truly. Um, I really identify with the insignificant feeling. I think yeah. that goes back to exactly like what I was saying that I just overcome. You know, yeah. like I want to be uh, away. I want to disappear mm-hmm. almost always. Yeah. But, like I've had to learn, like I'm a presence. Yeah. Right? And it's okay. And that doesn't mean I'm cocky or I'm full of myself. It just mm. means I now understand the weight of my words mm. and, and how I am when I walk into a room mm. rather than wanting to go, yeah, I'm just I like, see. okay, all right. Like I am significant. It's all right. And I'm going to only attract the people that are supposed to be in my life. Where did you learn that from? Experience, man. Yeah, just experience. Where did you learn to be insignificant from? Oh, childhood. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Let's talk about that. Def- oh, yeah. Intr- introduce little Sarah. That's what I like to say. Uh, little me. Yeah. Oh God, she's such a wounded bird. Oh she wow. Really is. Yeah. So I have a brother. He's 19 years older than me, mm. and so we were raised basically as like only children. And I mean, my dad said that when he found out my mom was pregnant, it was kind of like running a marathon and like being able to get to the end, like you can touch the finish line, and then you're being sucked. Ah. Uh. <laughs> Hey, come Sarah. Yeah. And I was like, man, like, yeah. I, I mean, I'll say I'm the favorite kid for sure uh, now. Nice. Um, and I love it. But, you know, there's, I, I grew up thinking that I, I wasn't supposed to be here. Nobody wanted me. And there was just a lot of tension in my home. Wow. So, you know, like I come from a very yelling household. It's very scary. <laughs> so it's funny, like when we yell in the class, for me, I literally have to hold on to something and brace because it's so uncomfortable for me. <laughs> it took me 10 group sessions to be able to yell. So the fact when people come in and they immediately just roar open, it's so beautiful. Cause I'm like, they are free. Wow. It's great. So for me, just growing up in that kind of household, it's like, okay, how, how do you become the smallest person humanly possible? So mm. you don't get yelled at for doing one thing out of line. You know? Wow, that's such a big connection. That's nuts. When did you realize that? Uh, probably in like therapy or something okay. a while ago. Yeah. And then I got to refill into it when I was doing breath work. Like, when we do it, the mind starts to calm down and the mm. body starts to feel mm. and we store the trauma in our bodies. So I'm storing mm. all of that like five-year-old me, yeah. seven-year-old me in me still. So yeah. like when somebody yells, I, you will, like if you're ever around me, you will see me jump. Right, <laughs> it okay. just happens. It's not me being dramatic. Yeah. It's me having something being triggered from childhood and I have to immediately go, it's okay. That person's doing their own thing. Yeah. They're not yelling at you. Yeah. And also if somebody yells at me, I now know I can walk away. Wow. Yeah, because yeah. you are truly empowered. You're in control yeah. there. Yeah, like, cool. You want to be out of control. You too, you, brother. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm good. Yeah. 
That's so cool. That's so powerful. And for me, that's, in my opinion, the most powerful thing is the person who's the most okay with themselves. Yeah. Um, you know, he or she is the most okay with who they are now and how they feel now. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so powerful because that means that no matter what happens externally, they're okay. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, who isn't attracted to the most like calm and zen person? Oh, so true. Right. I find that so attractive. Yeah. Like truly. Yeah. And it, like whether it's spiritual, whether it's just genuinely the kind of person they are and they're just so calm as they are, it's such a beautiful thing to see. And, um, but truly that, um, it's interesting actually, ever since I started to dive more into spirituality, it's definitely something that I'm a lot more attracted to now. Yeah. yeah. Same. Mm. I mean, for a long time, like I loved like the life of the party. I, I've always had like a very loud best friend so I could hide behind them. Ah. And now I'm like, hmm, I want someone else who's maybe a little bit on my level. Okay. So it's not that no one's competing, no one's hiding, yeah. no one's showing off. Like we're just existing together Yeah. and it's great, you know, but it took a long time to learn that too. Mm. I mean like up until last year. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Are you a believer that ego comes from insignificance? Am I a believer? Yeah. Mm. So here's my take on it. Um, when you feel insignificant, ego is utilized to cover that up. So if we feel insignificant in our business, what do we do? We tend to talk more about it mm-hmm. or we tend to talk it up more than it is. Um, or we seek validation through our ego. So it's kind of like, um, oh yeah, I've got this going on. Um, yeah, I'm doing really well here. I'm doing really well there. It's just almost, almost like we're talking up our ego. Yeah. I, um, through, sorry, talking up our insecurity through ego. Um, and I feel like this, um, this kind of goes towards uh, maybe the way we also may, might see ourselves. So if we see ourselves um, with an insecurity in a physical way, we might use ego in a way where we almost talk down on the way we look to seek um, validation of, right. well, no, it's okay to be that way. You know what I mean? And that's almost coming from a place of ego. So that's, that's my point of view on, on it anyway, but mainly because that's an experience that I sort of had to let go of, which was ego. Because mm-hmm. from that insecurity of, I feel very insecure as I am, I would constantly be very loud to make myself feel like I'm actually okay, when I, even though deep down I wasn't. And I was almost like I used that voice, that loud voice to um, to validate me being the strong, powerful person when on the inside I felt really weak. Right. Yeah. So I, for me, that was a big thing. And that's definitely something I've had to let go a lot of because there's a lot of ego in here, trust me. Um, there still is. and But I've let go of, honestly, most of it I feel like. I really ha- I really feel like I have, which is amazing. But there will still be times. Even now, I, like, I'll get senses of ego if um, something's said when I'm, where I'm like, oh, I know what that means. Or like, a, or like I, I know, um, you know I've got something of uh, some sort of knowledge in that space. I'll feel ego to actually voice that, even if it doesn't have any benefit to the other person. Right. It's just me wanting to voice it because I feel like I know something about that. Yep. You know what I mean? Definitely. Yeah. So I feel, I feel like that ego comes from the insecurity of um, I need this person to understand that I'm knowledgeable about this. Or, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I was thinking while you were saying that, and I was like, yeah, I feel like ego comes from the fear of not being seen. Ah, yes. Right? Yes. So it's like, oh, like I can barge in with this. Mm. Hello, I'm yeah. here. <laughs> like, validate me in what I'm saying now. Because yeah. you know, like, how, how bad is it like when you say something that you think is really valuable and nobody pays attention to it? Oh my gosh, and you're like, yeah. shall I say it again? Like, a little True. bit louder. <laughs> yeah. It's like, like when you say a joke and it's not, and no one laughs, yeah. it's kind of like, I'll say it again. <laughs> yeah, like, all I want is an Atta girl. Yeah. That's it. That's all I ever want. I want a parade thrown for me for anything I do, or Same. I want to be the victim. Wow. And I oscillate between those. I'm trying to find the middle wow. area. But it's okay. hard, man. Like, oh my human gosh. is hard. It is hard. It is. <laughs> yeah. But we don't acknowledge that. We think, yeah. It should be easy, but I find it hard. Why is yeah. that? Yeah, and then we beat ourselves up for that. Yeah, one of my favorite people in my life always says, why is not a spiritual question? 
the answer will never satisfy you. Ah, right? good. It's like, we'll seek, seek, seek the answer. But mm. realistically, if we were just to sit in that moment, feel in whatever it is that's going on in us, we'll get a lot more comfort out of that rather than being like, okay, where's the missing puzzle piece? Wow. Why did I do this? You know, it's like, it doesn't matter. Oh man, that's so great. I, I say love all that. the time, why is not a spiritual question. Yeah. Because why is not going to actually create a sense of fulfillment, no, is it? No. Yeah. And also, like, even if you do stumble along the right answer, how many hours have you squandered thinking yeah. about yourself? Plus, it's in that fact that with the, with getting the answer of the why, it's not going to satisfy you because you're constantly going to need more, aren't yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah. Or you'll be like, oh, it wasn't that. It was definitely something else. Yeah. True. It's like, oh my god, enough. I've wow. had enough of being inside my head. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> That's why I do what I do, man. My, yeah. my brain is always going. It's like hyperactive yeah. all the time. It's like I'm making a to-do list. I'm seeing like what I want to do tomorrow. Yeah. Like it's just too much. Wow. So when I do the style of meditation, it just chills right on it. Wow. I'm like okay, here we are. <laughs> yeah. No past, no future. Just yeah. purely present. Right here. That's a gift. Uh, it is. Uh, it yeah. is. That's why uh, the holidays are great, right? Oh lots my of God. gifts. Uh, <laughs> lots of presents. Uh, oh God. <laughs> uh, okay. So I'll stop with the puns. Um, so. Um, I want you to talk me a little bit further on. So there was a yelling household. You withdrew yourself quite a lot. And then in that space, you created a sense of that insignificance and in, in you that you sort of bring up today a lot. And I want to join that stuff together. So from the old you to the to this um, new Sarah, what's in the middle? Um, and what's the transition like? And what were some moments that stood out for you? Yeah. Um so, I mean, from the yelling household, I, w- I went to an Irish Catholic school, not Irish, not Catholic, right? And it was like a lot of families, so yeah. I, I still didn't feel good enough. Yeah. Eventually, I got pulled from that Catholic school, I went to public school, um, and I, I mean, I was kind of cool, you Okay, know? cool. You're one of the cool girls. I, but I didn't know it. I okay. hated myself so much, I couldn't see it, and then I switched school, so I had to reestablish myself completely. Yeah. Right? Why, why did you hate yourself so much? I think I've just always have. I've, I've always felt not good enough, like not small enough, not smart enough, like you name it. it do you feel like everyone like... thinks that or do you think that it was like quite a very yeah, individual Yeah, no, thing? I definitely felt that because people had said it. Mm, true. <laughs> yeah, okay, cool. yeah, you know, like mm. it, it was an intense childhood. Uh, my, yeah. my mom's just not the best and that's okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. But, you know, like then you learn this behavior and you carry it on with you and it's painful. Mm. And like... Being vulnerable as your teenager is not cute. Yeah. Nobody was talking. <laughs> That's true. Right? And it's not cool or manly yeah, either. Like, yeah, yeah. No, like nobody wanted to hear how you were feeling. No. Like they were like, where's the next party? What are we doing? Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. You know, and it was like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you got a car. <laughs> That's cool, bro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know? So like, those are things that mattered. Nobody wanted to hear I wanted to die. Right. And you actually felt that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I'll, I'll go into this, which Please. I haven't. Um, Please do. So... 10 years ago tomorrow, I stopped drinking and using drugs. <laughs> and uh, it changed my life, you know? But like for six years of, of using and drinking, it was really painful. Like I drank to be a part of. Mm. I wanted to be a cool kid. Mm. Uh, I wanted people to love me. And I thought that I was only uh, palpable <laughs> if mm. I drank, right? Like I had to do that so I could get to this point where I could use my voice. Wow. Otherwise I was a mute person at the party. Yeah. And and then I would get confident and I would like want to drink all the guys under the table and like throw down and like be impressive and also not cute looking back on it. But that's what I thought I needed to, to be a human. And instead what happened for me was a lot of blackouts, a lot of bad things I felt separate from. I would wake up the next morning just absolutely debilitated and in so much fear. I didn't know what to do. And I wanted to die all of the time. And I thought that's how everyone else felt. Nobody talked about it. 
I didn't have anyone close enough to me that I could be like, hey, I'm not okay. Like, can you help me? And instead my friends were like, can you stop drinking so much? Like, you make us cry when you drink and it's really hard. And I was like, well, screw you. You're obviously not my friend, like toughen up. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> like now if somebody were to say that to me, I would be absolutely gutted. Yeah. Instead I was like, all right, I'm going to the liquor store, I'm gonna go drink more. So I did that for a long time until it didn't work for me anymore. And it was really hard. Like my friends were the guys drinking at the bar at 3 p.m. in New York. Wow. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> like I was 22. What? I should probably be in college. Yeah. Classes, you know, wow. like hanging out with friends. I see what you mean now. Okay, right? yeah, like, yeah. Okay. Having a good time. And yeah. instead, it was more of that, like, I want to be small. I want to disappear. Mm. I want to die. The end. Mm. <laughs> and I thought that, that, I mean, my goal was to die by 25. Right? Why, why did you set a goal like that? I just didn't think that I was going to make it past that. So I was like, 25 seems like a good number. We'll go for that. Because at the rate that I was going, it was going to happen. Like, I was putting myself in wildly unsafe situations yeah. constantly. Wow. You know, and I would then, like, drunk dial my dad to come pick me up. I'd be on, like, a random street in Brooklyn. And he'd be like, don't move. And then I would tell him how he loved my brother more. Except for it's, like, his work night. He's getting in the car to come and get me. Like, obviously, I was loved, but I couldn't see it or feel yeah. it. And I couldn't tell him how I felt. Wow. I couldn't tell anyone. So I would go back to my awful apartment. And, I mean, I slept on plywood. <laughs> I didn't have a bed. And it was hard. And that's really, I thought that was gonna be the best that my life got. Wow. And then, you know, I had a really bad night drinking. I mean, it was like every other night, to be honest, but it was bad enough for me to wake up the next morning being like, I'm not okay. Like, I don't think other people feel like this. I have to change it. And I just reached out and asked for help. I knew some people that had quit drinking and, you know, they responded to my text messages immediately. And they were like, we got you. Like, let's meet up. And I was like, amazing. Oh, okay. But you didn't have the belief that that would actually happen. Yeah, no, I thought, it was, yeah. I thought it was me against the world. Yeah. Right? Like, that's how I felt my whole life, basically mm. an only child, going to a school where I didn't fit in, switching schools, having to, like, reestablish who I was. And then I did it through drugs and alcohol. Mm. Not cute. Mm. <laughs> and, and then I was like, okay, well, if I change everything about my life, which is my identity at this rate, like, I'm a bartender. I know how to run a room. Like, it's great. If I, if I lose that, who am I? Right, okay, so so attached to something external, aka your identity with work. Yeah. Yep. Sad. Okay. And, and I was an artist, and like I created drunk, it was great. And I was like, oh my god, I'm such an amazing person. Ah, yeah, yeah. And then I was like, if I stop this, I stop getting into this like, altered state, yeah. can I make anything? You know? Yeah. Like, how sad. Of course I can. Like, wow. it's still me. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But when you hate who you are, you yeah. can't see that. Right, for so, sure. So, you know, I had some incredible women come into my life, and they're like, we used to be like you, for sure. I understand. And, like, we'll just help each other. And, like, I didn't trust women yeah, at all. Okay. Like, I know how to manipulate a man. Okay, exactly I see. Exactly how to get what I want, to yeah. be sneaky, divisive, yeah. like, dishonest. Wow. Down pat. That's insane know? how different that is now for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, you just feel how genuine you are and <laughs> oh. authentic you are. Well, you feel it. Like, you know, Thank it's you. something you genuinely feel. You, We're human lie detectors. We really are. We yeah. know when someone's bullshitting. Um, and we know when someone's being brutally honest. Yeah. Um, just by that sense. So, yeah, you really are so brutally honest that it's, um, yeah, like when you told me that I needed to do yoga, um, that you needed to do yoga. Sorry. Like, <laughs> by the way, yeah. Sorry, yeah. not sorry. Yeah, exactly. You're definitely not sorry. I know you're genuinely getting that. Um, so I know I genuinely need to go to yoga. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's crazy how different that really is from where you were before. Yeah. Yeah. I've lived so many lifetimes in this mm. one. I'm so lucky. 
And like, that's the thing is like, I, I mean, I don't think that's luck. I think that's something that you allowed yourself to create. Thank you for yeah. calling me out on that. Yeah. Thank you. You're yeah. right. You're so right. And it was Good. a lot of hard work, yeah. you know? And it was like then loving myself through every weird low spot that then happened. Like yeah. it wasn't being masked by an external thing. And it was like, oh, this is just me. Yeah. What does that mean? Wow. You know, like I'm radically dishonest. I love to keep a secret what the heck like again like where does that come from what's that deal about can i unlearn that and mm. relearn how to just be honest with like one other person mm. my answer is yes now but it took cool. a long time yeah like and you probably didn't believe it at the start no and like every time i would have to say something i'd be like i feel like i'm ripping my chest open wow this is really painful what do i do yeah. and then it was like the second that the words came out of my mouth i was at ease I was like, all right, they're going to digest it however they're supposed wow. to. Wow. Like, I can't manage your emotions, right? Yeah, absolutely. So it's like, in a group setting, I'm just talking. Mm. Like, if you resonate, great. If not, great. Yeah. But like, I can't be concerned about each individual soul and how they're taking things in, but I then can be there for them during the breath work. Otherwise, that instills anxiety, doesn't it? Oh, for so sure. so worried about something we can't control. Yep, yeah, definitely. Wow. Definitely. Cool. Okay. So would you, um, so you, you um, if you were to create a label, even though I don't like the idea of labels, but that's what people do nowadays um around how you felt you would say severely depressed oh, um, sure. severely anxious yeah yeah wow um and i want to actually briefly talk on that what's your perspective on how people label themselves or identify with mental health issues aka illnesses when they say it i think it's important yeah i think people need something to hold on to mm, uh, and okay. then it gives a sense of accountability for themselves and right. then also if they tell others people can say oh me too cool right okay i like this part you yeah. know and it's like oh well then all right if you feel like this like i still feel depressed from day to day yeah that happens right yeah. like it's just it, it's a part of who i am Absolutely. i've had to learn to just accept it yeah and like my my really close friend also suffers from that so oh. like the other day when i was feeling a bit down i reached out to her and i said like i'm having a hard day like this is what's happening and she just responded immediately with love That's so cool right and i was like oh my god yeah i'm okay wow. so yeah if you want to label yourself something go for it yeah you know find your tribe find your people that make you feel okay with whatever it is that's going on because cool. there's a way out and if somebody else has been there before they can help you move through that yeah like that's just my experience yeah, I love that. Um, the only the only thing for me myself is I had to learn the difference between label and um, label and identity and experience mm. because the depression that I had obviously is it's an experience that constantly I constantly go through just like you know sadness and happiness and joy and laughter their experiences their emotions uh, but but I felt that when I labeled myself as okay I am depressed. I got stuck in the label of, uh, okay, cool. Now I've got an excuse to, as to why I can't do certain things because mm. oh, no, I'm depressed. I can't do that. Mm. Oh yeah. And then I would be depressed about the fact I was depressed. Yep. You know what I mean? So I was a constant downward spiral. But as soon as I, um, took a step, um, t- took a different perspective that I was taught, um, thank God for that. Um, uh, which was no, you are Kieran, you're not depression. You're Kieran experiencing depression. Yeah. Um, then that actually freed me a little bit in that, in that sense of, um, okay, well, now I can be empowered and I can be okay while experiencing depression because I know there's another side. Exactly. Yeah, it's not just something that I am, um, which is obviously so empowering. And I know I know you didn't mean it exactly like that, which was, no, okay, you are depressed. <laughs> you, know, you are depression. Yeah, by the way, yeah. yeah. Definitely not. No, no, definitely I know not. you didn't mean it that way, but... You yeah, know, yeah. I also think it's important to like honor whatever it is that comes up. Like yeah. some days that means I'm depressed. I'm going to be in bed. I'm mm. going to go check food. Amazing. But like, as long as I tell one other person what's going on, like, like that's this. the, that's the honesty that I'm talking about. Like, otherwise, like before I would, I would be seen as, I would think I was weak. Right. Right. I'd be like, oh, well you're this person who helps people through so much stuff. How dare wow. you have yeah. a feeling like that? 
And instead it's like, no, like I can be vulnerable enough to say, I'm not okay. Mm. I need help. This is what I'm doing. Can you check in on me tomorrow? Yeah. And like, for me, I know a day will change my entire emotions. Wow. It's just like the wind sometimes, right? Yeah. And it's like, okay, that's where I'm at. And if I am the same way the next day, what actionable item can I take to try to shift it a little so bit? So cool. Heck yeah. Yeah. Well, emotion is energy in motion. If we don't let it flow, we can't let go. Right? Yep. Yeah, so cool. So, and then what, what was a, what was maybe something that stood up for you in, in that learning or in that rehabilitation, whatever you want to call it, through the process of being addicted, one or maybe addicted, but in a way um, utilizing external source of drinking, external source of drugs to create that feeling of significance to you creating your feeling of significance? What, yeah. <laughs> what was something that stood out for you over that process? I mean, I had to get really comfortable with being uncomfortable. Okay, cool. You know, like that was just my truth. It was like, okay, I no longer have this thing to put in me to make me feel okay. Mm. How will I do that for myself? Who am I surrounding myself with? Are they people that are on my level or am I, you know, selling myself short so I can look good? Wow. Right? Mm. So now I try to surround myself with people who make me think differently because I want to mm. be growing. I cool. Yeah. Not just finding people to just reassure what you're saying because yeah. you because you're worried it might be wrong like this is like i'm just i'm talking about myself here yeah yeah because this is what i used to do um which is why I actually i think i told you this i'm not sure but which is why i got addicted to the science of fitness when i was in the mm-hmm. fitness industry which is nope this is right because i got the science <laughs> you know what yeah. i mean yeah just to kind of um really feel my ego um because i was always insecure about the fact that oh this might not be right no i needed yeah. to sort of cover the insecurity through science even though science isn't always right um, and science, you know, there is trial and error in science. That's how science is science. Yeah. It's not the fact that, okay, cool, we took 200 people and they, they had this result. No, that's not 7 billion people. That is 200 people, not 7 billion. So it's not everyone. That's just <laughs> that those people happen to go through that experience. So um, it just means that you're more certain. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Um, so that fact was completely annihilated when I started to understand that um, I, I'm not always right and I don't have to always be right. Because if I'm wrong, then uh, th- that's, that's a lesson for me to learn, yeah. which is beautiful. Whereas I, get, I got stuck on the idea of, okay, I need to instill significance where there's no significance. So I need to be right about everything. Yeah. And therefore, by be- me being right, then I can be valuable to other people. But no, that's not that's not the case. No. I need to be wrong to learn yeah. so I can grow, so I can share that with others. Yeah. I think one of the most brilliant things that I use in my life, like the most powerful statement is, I don't know. <laughs> yes. What do you think? Cool. Right? Yeah. Because like then talking back to the ego immediately deflates that ego Mm. allows you an opportunity to learn something and to allow someone else to say something oh yes right like doesn't matter if you're right or wrong like but you're like okay there's that like i can put that in my think tank right and then you know maybe go research it a little bit more cool right but like i love saying i don't know (laughs) oh my gosh that's so good i love that thank you that that, that helps me as well (laughs) that's cool because i still sometimes get afraid of saying i don't know but that's so true because it opens up the doors for more yeah um rather than just being like giving an answer um and then letting it be and moving on no you're actually opening it up yeah yeah for sure so we don't know everything man oh absolutely we have so much space to grow and like also once you recognize that for yourself you're giving yourself the permission to realize like there's more things for you to learn heck yeah right so it's like oh i want to constantly be expanding yeah i don't want to be the same girl i was when i was 22 Mm. right like that that would be sad yeah (laughs) for sure uh but now it's like oh like i've been able to say i don't know let can you tell me what you think like where are we at with this and then it's like oh all right i can flourish yeah yeah, yeah. Right. Wow. Cool. Actually, um, something that just popped to my head as well was: Were you in a state of um, needing to know before, or were you always in a state of was not I knowing? needing to know? 
no, I mean, I, I re- like needing to be knowing off. So like, as in, okay, I need to know um, how this works, or I need to understand this because I'm I need to be right. Yeah, definitely. Okay. I, I need to know so I can be right. Yeah, like yeah, I'm type. I mean. Like my friends call me type A plus. Like. I'm a thinker, I'm a doer, yeah. I'm on top of everything, and mm. like I need to understand it all so that I can go and be better. Mm. Even if I'm wrong, like yeah. I still would have stuck in that. I'd be like, no, no, no. Yeah, like, okay. Don't you know? Yeah. I'm intelligent. Ah, yeah. Right? <laughs> it's like, no, like I don't know everything. It's yeah. chill, man. It's chill. That's cool. <laughs> cool. Um, so, uh, in that process as well, what's one thing that you would say to anyone that's going through a state of needing alcohol and needing drugs to feel significant? What's mm. one thing you would say to them right now? You're so much more brilliant without a substance in you. I promise you. Like, yeah. And if you don't believe it, reach out to me. We can have a chat. We'll find mm. something really sparkly about who you are without you know, your crutch. And then the more that you start to move away from that, you just realize how brilliant you are. And it is incredible. Like, that's a life force I have in me now. Like, I don't question it anymore. Mm. I'm not like, am I going to be accepted? Like, I wish I had that whiskey in me so, like, I could be a little bit more loose. Like, nah. Like, I am who I am no matter what. Like, I'll go on dates with people and they're like, you're not going to have a drink. And I'm like, I do not need one. This is who I am. Like, yes. Like, so you'll accept me as is or not? Yeah. Don't care. Yeah. (laughs) But, like, I, I now understand I have something to bring to the table. I don't have to pretend to be someone else. I don't have to, like, force myself into uncomfortable situations. Like, I'm just fucking great. It's amazing. <laughs> right? And it's yeah. like, there we are. And like, that's where like self-confidence and self-worth comes from, which yes. if we go back to the beginning, I did not have as a child. Yeah. Right? Like it just wasn't available for me. I couldn't mm-hmm. understand where that was supposed to come from. Yeah. And now I'm like, eh, here we are. <laughs> so cool. Yeah. And then where do you feel like that self-worth, self-confidence comes from in someone that doesn't have it? Can you say it again? Okay. So someone that doesn't have self-confidence and self-worth. Where do they start so they can build it? For me, it started with breath work, to be honest. Like, I really, i had been in therapy for years, and, like, I could talk about my stuff. It's easy. Like, Mm. I I have no qualms about being like, here's where I'm a mess. Yeah. Uh, But the second that I got... me. Yeah. (laughs) Tell me what I need. Yeah. Uh, But then it was like, all right, like, if I quiet that mind, that really overactive mind, right, that's going to tell me I'm not good enough, I'm, like, all these bad things, if I just feel into, like, where that started, that little me that's hurting, can I take a moment, let her know all is well? and that they can continue to move forward, right? It's just like, oh, take that time to feel. Like we are just talking about energy, like you have to feel it to move it. You have to feel your trauma to move it up and out. Yeah, okay. So it's like in those laughter moments in the group classes or in the yells, like that's the sweet release that you get. So it's like when I started to yell after I found my voice, it was like, I am not this awful person that my mother thinks I am. You know, like I'm not the person that my old partners thought I was. Like, no, I'm I am okay. Like we just weren't matched. Yeah. Right. And then I started to understand like different facets about who I am. And I was like, oh, okay. Very cool. <laughs> okay. Amazing. Okay. And then uh so you moved on to the state of being free of alcohol, being free of drugs obviously just cutting it clean is quite difficult yeah. as well but um, do you feel like that was the main reason why you were able to actually start your healing journey no okay no i don't okay. uh, i started my healing journey because i was in a relationship with someone who said that you've got some things you need to work on and i was like Ooh. but i took it with love wow which was incredible what absolutely incredible that's so tough we were together for a long time um and i was like okay I love this person. I want to be a better me. Like, cause I had been sober 
like seven years at that point. Wow. And I was like, okay, what does this look like? Where are we at? And I got a coach and we started doing like super deep dive work. And I was like, oh my God, this hurts so much. And it was just because like there were all these tender moments that needed attention. And I had to relearn who I was, who I was as myself and then who I was in that relationship and who I wanted to be moving forward. And then she was just like, hey, do you want to try breath work? And I was like, hey, no, I don't. <laughs> I'm like, I'm good. You rip your organs out every week. And uh, it was rough. And then eventually, like, I did it. Uh, I just showed up to a class and I moved. And what so sparked it for you? Um, I, I really went because I wanted to talk to this woman about going to grad school. And she also just happened to be teaching this breath work. No so I was like, way. I can get the information I need. And then I yeah. can look really good to my teacher, Dana. Oh, Perfect. nice. And then I. It's interesting. Yeah. Self serving is what mm-hmm. it is. Um, and then I, uh, I got the information I needed. And then I was like, man, now I have to do this meditation. Shoot. And I did. And I laid down, and it was incredible. And like, similar to you, profound first experience profound. I had always felt alone. And in that experience, I I got to see like a flash of all of my friends that had shown up for me. Cause like my victim state says, you have no family. They don't love you. You're not good enough. The end reality is, is I created a family. Mm. They are loving souls. Like they were there for me in every instance where it was hard. It was just a lie I was telling myself. So once I got to be honest with myself about that, I then could see my truth and continue to expand in those relationships. And then I showed up in a deeper and more profound way. And I was like, just checking in on them. And and all of them started to change. And that meant some of them fell to the wayside, which was hard. Fell to the wayside? Yeah. Like they, I was no longer friends with them. Like I, I had started this healing journey. I had changed. Did you feel like they were trying to drag you back as well? Oh, for sure. Yeah, trying to get old Sarah back. <laughs> yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and, and that's okay, but yeah. that's not what I need, you know? Absolutely. And then, like, that relationship didn't work out. Mm. We ended, and it's okay. Like, he's a lovely human. <sighs> and he taught you a lot as well. He taught me so much. Wow. He taught me so much, yeah. So it was like, okay, great. Thank yeah. you for that. You've now, like, launched me on this new journey. Yeah. And I'm understanding who I am at my core in mm. a new way. So it's like, like I said, I've lived multiple lifetimes in this one. Yeah, definitely. It's great. That it's is great. great. And this has definitely been the most profound iteration of who I am. Because I'm like, okay, keep evolving, keep expanding, see what's out there. And now I'm here. So define um, Sarah that was in that relationship. Mm, controlling. Yeah. Mean. Yeah. Um, demanding. Okay. Uh, gosh. So needing everything to go a certain way. Yeah. And... I also wanted to just be a housewife, (laughs) but realistically, like I was working in finance, I was making a ton of money. I was like setting up all the schedules and I was like, okay, you get the laundry, you get the groceries, X, Y, and Z, clean the house on this day. And now I look back on that and I'm disgusted and I'm sad that he doesn't know the person I am today. Yeah. Okay. It makes me sad, but I thank him because he put me on this path. Absolutely. Like you're incredible. Now I want you to speak to people that are where Sarah was when she was in that relationship. So people that are in a space where they're all about their work, they're in that corporate lifestyle, they need everything to go a certain way or they're not going to be uh, satisfied. Um, People that are constantly in a state of, I need more, I need more, I need more. What if you had less? (laughs) Like, what if you were to just take a breather, Mm. really feel into you? So like we've we've discussed before, most people breathe in their high chest. Mm. What if you were to take a full big belly breath and allowed yourself to feel in you and ask yourself, what's true for you? Like, what do you want and need out of this life? And do you have it right now? And if you don't, are you willing to take the action to get it? Like, I was unhappy with being a demanding jerk, Mm. not a good girlfriend, right? Mm. And I was like, okay, well, what are those things that I can change? 
can I ask him, how are you doing? What do you need? Like, it's real simple, right? It's like not complicated. You don't have to like go buy some book and do some 12 week course. Simply get out of yourself, go back to deflating that ego, see what it is that you want. And if you want someone to show up for you, ask for what you need, you know? So like I learned how to do it. I was like, how are you? What's going on? Do you need anything? I need you to do this. If that person can't do that, then maybe they're not meant to be in your life. Yeah. That's okay. Um, or maybe that, like you both need to continue to grow. Yeah. That's okay too. But for me, it was just like very, everything was very finite and it was like, this is how things are. Yeah. They cannot change. I did not think I could change. I did right. not think I could be chill, yeah, okay. <laughs> you know? And now it's like, Oh, right. It, I can, if I understand that there's an action that needs to be taken and if I'm brave enough to walk through that fear to do it, or I can stay the same. Yeah. I don't want to stay the same. Amazing. It's not why I'm in the work that I do. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like if I was, I'd still be sitting at a desk every day. Yeah. Which, no, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Not for me. It works for people. It's great. Yeah. But it's just not for me. Yeah. But it's just a question of, is this what I really want, right? Yeah. Um, is there something more that I want? Because if there's something more that I want, maybe that's not what you're doing right now. Yeah. Or is it probably the right thing? Like we get this one life to be happy. Yeah, definitely. Are you happy? If not, what are you willing to change? Yeah, Like what true. can be discarded? Yeah. Yeah, can you discard your ego in order to, um, you know, the ego telling you you have to have a certain status or have to have so much money or have to have a certain house or, yeah, yeah have to look a certain way yeah. and be a certain way. Yeah, it's definitely something I'm still sort of freeing up, um, but I've definitely come a long way. And I've got to say that, like I said, that last week, breath class, like, yeah, really taught me a leap, another leap forward, quantum leap forward, <laughs> but just because the fact that I was open to it. So I'm going to give myself that um, that credit for actually being open to it because yeah. the old me wasn't, yeah. Well, that's the thing is like, you also have to be ready for it. Yeah. Like I wouldn't have been ready for breathwork before I got to that one class on that mm. day, right? Like, cause it had been offered to me and I'd said no, for whatever reason, something had shifted in me and I decided to show up for whatever reason you had heard about me, yeah. something had shifted. You decided to show up. Yeah. You're meant to be there. You were ready to listen to whatever your body had to tell you. Yeah. Which is incredible. Amazing. That's profound. You Definitely. should congratulate yourself. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, I do. And I need to acknowledge that because if we don't acknowledge, we kind of still believe. Yep. Because if we don't acknowledge, then we're constantly needing more than what we've already done. It's like, oh my gosh, I just squatted 200 kgs or, <laughs> oh my gosh, like, um, you know, I got this girlfriend. But if we don't igno- take a moment to acknowledge the fact that we've just done something that um, that we were so worried about doing or so, um, or so strongly working towards then it's like we go about on or go on about life as if nothing's happened and then that doesn't instill belief yep. and then we're constantly looking for more because now this relationship is just a relationship that should be better yep. or you know things need to go a certain way or this person needs to be saying certain things or do it being a certain way yep. so that you can be happy or you know that squat that you did was 200 kgs which is <laughs> insane I can't do that but then it's constantly like oh no that's still not enough 220 kgs and you're not satisfied right. it's like um, th- that's not enough it's never enough it's like this boundless endless thing yet we're, we're physical beings that have boundaries to yeah. be physical you need a boundary yeah. um, and w- if you're if you're um, not we're not boundless yet we seek the boundless which is literally you know counterintuitive isn't it yeah. and then we're never enough yeah and how sad I uh, know yeah literally enough literally like you are perfect as is oh right now gosh. all is well you don't need any external thing to come in you and cure you like you yeah. are healed yeah tell yourself that amazing the end <laughs> yeah definitely and then actually now so I want to I want to bring you bring us back to the now so the Sarah that's that's here now as well that's been through a crazy journey even since that I'm just going through that first healing process of yeah. um you know that that the breathing the breath work you did um, what do you feel like the Sarah now is working on? What am I working on yeah. now? 
or what's something that you stand that stands out for you that you're working on for me it's talking with love wow. to everyone I meet. Okay. Uh, I like we were saying before, like I I have a presence, I have a voice, mm. and the way that I say things can alter someone's entire day. Oh my you know, gosh! Like, yes. If you were to walk in, I'd be like, "Hey, what up? Yeah, come in." <laughs> like, no, but like, yeah. "Hi, how are you?" Hug, you know, yeah. heart to heart. Hug. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I just learned this new hug, heart to heart. You hug them on the your your head goes to the right of them instead of the left, so your hearts connect. Yeah, it's beautiful. Right. So it's like. Okay, can I be clear on how I'm speaking? And if I disagree with what you're saying, am I going to be a brat? Am I going to allow my face to scrunch up and to be judgmental? Or am I going to say, oh, I don't understand. Can you explain that further? Right. Right? Mm. And for me, it's hard. Like, I'm a, I'm a witty, quick New Yorker. Like, yeah, I cannot definitely. take the New Yorker out of me. It's just yeah. who I am. But, Absolutely. like, I do not need to squash someone if we have a different belief. Yeah. It's just not important to me now. So it's like, okay, cool. That's what you feel great. Mm. You know, like, when people talk about stuff that I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just like, all right, thank you for showing me a different way of thinking. Yeah. You know, sort of being like, I think you're an idiot. <laughs> I really do. Yeah. You know, and it's like, okay, can I continue to expand here? So speaking with love, for sure. Mm. Every time I open my mouth, like before I left New York, I saw this tarot card reader and she told me, she was like, if you have any chance of succeeding on the road, you need to soften. And I was like, huh, What? And like, I'm going from wearing like suit attire every day to this human now who's like yoga attire, kicking it, chilling. But like, I had, I had a lot of spikes, right? And like those spikes needed to be rounded <laughs> to being little nubs now. Um, but like, I want to let people closer to me. And the further that I push them away with my words, mm. the lonelier I feel. Right, I see. Wow, cool. And like, I came here alone. I didn't yeah. know anyone. And now I have like a rich, flourishing friend group. Yeah. Which is only because I've learned to soften. Yeah. What's the difference between being alone and loneliness? Oh, what's the difference between being alone and loneliness? Because you've been alone a lot. I have been alone a lot. Uh, loneliness comes to me when I'm not communicating. Mm. And it's me against the world again. Yeah, okay. Right? So the second that, like, I can be alone here. That's fine. Like, yeah. Being alone doesn't bother me. Good. Being lonely yeah. makes me want to die. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but that's me, like, sitting there, like, waiting for a text message to come through. Like, yeah. are you going to invite me to this hangout or what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I start to think, again, like, I'm insignificant. No right. one cares about me. But the second I get out of my own way and I message someone else who may be feeling the same exact way. Yeah. Um, and be like, hey, I'm thinking about you. How are you doing? Eliminates my loneliness feeling and then also gives me an opportunity to connect with someone else that I already know and love, yeah. right? But like, I don't need to be the needy, lonely person sitting here pouting. Like, no. It's so incredible. It doesn't work. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I've yeah. tried it. Yeah, it's Here to tell you, it does not work. Yeah. <laughs> You'll just have a really lonely night with Netflix. <laughs> oh, man, absolutely. But then there's you and there's Netflix. It's a yeah. party. Yeah. Yeah, there's two of you now. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, have you ever been lonely with someone? Yes. Oh, my gosh. In groups with um, a significant other. Yeah. God. It's, yeah. It guts me. Yeah. Because then I'm just like, oh, what has happened here? Yeah. Like, how have I removed myself so much? Yeah. And how do I change it? And that's on us, isn't it? Yeah. 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 And I mean, sometimes that means I just need to leave. Yeah. Really. You know, or it's like, I'm, I'm hearing loud and clear, like we are not vibrating the same. Doesn't mean you're a bad person. It just means yeah. like, it's not jiving for me and that's chill. Yeah. Uh, but like also being aware of what those feelings are inside me has been something that's changed me. Cause before Amazing. I would just be like, go to all the things, show up, do X, Y, and Z, check in on people that I don't really care that much about. And then I was like, for what? Yeah. 
ego again. Yeah, true. It's debilitating. I'm wow. self-centered. <laughs> yeah, okay. But we are. It's, it's human, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But, you know, here, luckily, we've got a lot of people on our level, right? My therapist, I have a therapist here. She's incredible. And she told me that the road to finding your people is lonely. And I was like, oh, I was like, but I want them now. And she's yeah. like, and I also said, I was like, I feel like I'm just like letting all these toxic people in. And she's like, you're inviting them in for dinner. Yeah. Like, knock it off. Let them walk by. Like, oh, so good. Just be. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. Okay. Okay. Wow. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And for sure. Yeah. It, w- it was lonely for a little bit. And then I reached out to my people in New York and I connected with them. And then lo and behold, here you guys come, you know, like a, like a truckload. It was just like incredible people left and right that understood the language I was speaking and the way that you also speak with love speaks to me. So it's like, oh, right. We're supposed to be connected here. So Great. Cool. Great. And I really feel that. And I feel like I've um, sort of um, met one of because um, I've, I've had a lot of teachers in my life that, and it's just such a beautiful thing and I really feel like you're just one of those amazing people in my life that is just teaching me so much mm-hmm. you really are my teacher um, but at the same time such a good friend in such a short time so it's beautiful and I just want to say thank you for not just um, empowering yourself and going about your own journey but for touching others along the way mm-hmm. it's including myself so thank yeah, you it really. is like the highest honor of my life going from someone who wanted to die to who I am today of being able to give freely and to receive freely mm. right so that's, that's harder in my yeah, opinion for yeah. sure I mean everything you've just said about me mm. makes me want to recoil ah. <laughs> and but like nah like yeah. I'm gonna take it in like we do all this work for a reason massive high five there right yeah like, it's so hard to um, to take in something that we don't have full belief in yeah. ourselves for so it's like I don't have belief in myself for being this amazing, confident individual. So when someone says, oh my gosh, Karen, you're so confident, I don't acknowledge that. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? So it's quite hard um, to allow things in like that. Yeah. yeah, you're confident, you're wonderful, you're vulnerable. Like, those are all things that I felt the second that oh I gosh, saw you laying you. down. And I was just like, uh, oh, <laughs> who is this sweet peach? Yes. Wow. And then you just exploded and you allowed yourself to feel without judgment. And for men, that's hard. Yeah. And I was just like, done. So cool. <laughs> done. Like, it was just great and beautiful to witness. And I was oh, like, all right, man. can't wait to talk to this dude after. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. That makes me feel really good. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Then I thought you left. And I was like, no. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there you were, just journaling. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. I, I, I honestly... Uh, for those listening, there was about 15 to 20 things that I journaled down that, um, and they're all things I literally wrote down the words, I am resistant to. And then 15 to 20 things later, mm. it was crazy how many things that came to mind that I was resistant to. One thing was, um, I'm resistant to, um, telling people that I love them. And I thought I already did that a lot, but I'm realizing, wow, there's actually a lot more love that I want to give and I'm not giving as much as I want to. I'm restraining it slightly because I feel like there's going to be judged. Yeah. Yeah. One particular person, my dad. Um, because mm. he never got told he was loved by his dad um, and he never said I love you to his dad there was only yeah so <sighs> yeah so there was a lot of um, it was a, it's a massive struggle for him when I hug him and I've, I've been doing this for years now but whenever I hug him he, he's, he feels very awkward um, like he's kind of like kind of goes in for a tiny little tap on the back and then it comes out of it <laughs> um, but he's the most lovely guy that's the thing always got um, always puts on a smile for people even though he's severely depressed always um, sort of puts on this um, state of you know what I'm okay when he's not yeah. so it's um, it's this crazy 
um, uh, sort of compilation of features that I sort of brought on myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I, I sort of, I learned these, um, which isn't his fault. It's just the way things were at the time. And, you know, he, um, he, he happened to be in that, that state because of the broad, broad, the growing up that he had. Yeah. So at the end of the day, I, like there's no one to blame in that situation. It's just the way it went. And I need to learn that that served me because that opened me up to so many things yep. um, and taught me so much and um, yeah, allowed me to be open to learning from people like yourself. Mm. Yeah. So it's just such a beautiful thing to be able to be like, actually, you know what? I'm resistant to that. I'm going to do something about that. So I told him, um, and I never usually do this. It's normally like, I love you guys, not dad, I love you. Mm-hmm. And I write to him and literally the second I said it, he changed the, changed the subject. It was so funny. Uh, but myself, I wasn't like, damn it. I was like, oh, that's okay. Yeah. 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 That's cool that I managed to say that without the fear of judgment. Yeah. Um, and I know I could actually see it this time because without the fear of judgment, I didn't see judgment. All I saw was acceptance in some way, but he's um, fearful in that space. So he moved mm. on. So I saw him take it in and it was really cool to see that. I would never have seen that if I'd allowed my resistance and that fear of judgment to get in the way. Yeah. Um, I would have just seen um, rejection. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's really cool. I've made, um, I made leaps, massive leaps, quantum leaps in that moment. So thank you again oh. a million times. Um, <laughs> So I want to start to sort of bring things to an end. So I'm going to ask, usually I'd ask one more question, but I kind of want to ask two questions. Okay. Um, The first one, right, is it's going to really be quite individual, I suppose, in the sense, in terms of how you perceive this. And it's just going to be based purely on the life that you've had. What heals you? Oh, what heals me? Mm, oh, it's so many, so many. Mm. No, breath, breath, breath. Okay. I'm going to bring it back to my profession, cool. whatever, don't care. Yeah. That is what has changed me the most. Amazing. I was going to say people or experiences. Yeah. No, that's a I lie. Like, because I'm paying attention to my breath, the most natural thing we do. Mm. If I'm breathing with intention, mm. if I take a minute to meditate, if I go and do a breathwork class, like something is healed in that moment. Yeah. And like when I was saying to you, like, I'm not a healer. I'm teaching you how to heal yourself. Yeah. That's the same thing happening for me. Like I have healed old wounds, old, terrible, traumatic wounds yeah. that I did not think were gonna, was gonna be possible. I thought I'd carry them my entire life. And realistically, I just allowed myself to feel them with breath. That's amazing. It's really That's really cool. <laughs> awesome. And then um, over your lifetime, again, this isn't the most important, it's what stands out the most. What lesson stands out the most for you in the life that you've lived? What lesson? Just stands out. If it's if, even if it's in this moment, what stands out for you? I'm not ever alone, ever. Cool. I have felt that way. I've pushed people away. I have really tried to get in my own way to like end things. But realistically, I'm just I'm not alone. Every experience has shown me that. Even like when I was drunk, when I decided to get sober, now in my day to day life, like we are connected on a deep cellular level. And if I seek it, I feel just more connected to this universe about me. And I just feel like I have a purpose, right? So just in the work that I've done and the person I've been, I I love to be a rebel, Mm. but like, no, what I want is to join up with people. I want to feel completely whole. And the way that that happens is with other individuals. But being open to that, obviously, and not rejecting that. Yeah, definitely say a lot of thank yous now not but mm, eh. yes (laughs) thank you yes i love you perfect (laughs) well once again thank you and i've learned a lot just from listening to you in this and Mm -hmm. um 
from asking these questions, that was honestly questions that I wanted to learn from you, not just things that I wanted to um, allow others to listen to, but the fact that I was able to learn so much, I really hope that others were able to take so much away, and I'm sure you did, and I bet you, <laughs> right now, whoever's listening to this is nodding their head to many things, or has been nodding their head to many things that Sarah's been saying, like, oh my gosh, that was me, or oh my gosh, I'm going through this now, or oh wow, I really need to learn that now. And if you nodded your head, you need to follow this girl, okay? She is amazing, she's honestly changed my life, and I can guarantee she will help change you if you're open to it but it's up to you whether or not you are open to that okay she will help you heal you hey so <laughs> I want you to um, if you can please allow people to know where they can find you for sure you can find me on the good old Instagram at yes. Sarah Silverstein which is S-A-R-A-S-I-L-V-E-R-S-T-E-I-N mm. or at sarahsil.com S-A-R-A-S-I-L.com cool okay and what's on there uh, just like my whole website, Amazing. like lots of good stuff. Um, all my information, if you're confused as to what breath work is, if you're like, what is this woman talking about? There's a really detailed thing on there. There's a video that I filmed. Mm. And then there's just like ways you can work with me or even just get in touch with me. I've got yeah. a blog up there. If you want to resonate with anything else, I, I get really uh, honest with stuff I've been through. Good. And so it's like, yeah, if you need more identification so you understand that you're not alone, like I'm always here for you. Cool. Oh man, I'm really stiff. I've been sitting on this bed cross-legged. But um, the be- <laughs> another beautiful thing is um, we've been holding crystals this entire time. So yeah. um, you said I've got a feminine and a masculine. Yes, yeah, so we have a, a masculine and a feminine side. So our right yeah. side is going to be our masculine side. Yeah. You've got a smoky quartz in. So it's just a bit of a grounder, a clearer. Cool. And then on your left side, feminine side, uh, mm. we've got some rose quartz, mm. which is for just a heart opener. Wow. Yeah, feel into that. That's amazing. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, And it's interesting. I learned recently that crystals are the most perfect structure on the cellular level um which is yeah which is why they have so much energy i didn't realize that yeah 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 i don't I, I got told this when i was at my friend's place in um, santa monica and i was like dude you got so many crystals he's like yeah well there's actually a science it's not just an energy yeah. i'm like that's so cool to see science finally coming into the stuff because yes. there was so such a separation there but it's cool that it's finally bringing it in because it's opening people like myself up to it yeah. when i wasn't open to it before yeah um and understanding that this energy the spiritual side of things is real it's there yeah, but we just need to be open to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there is one more thing I did want to ask as well. Um, what's um, what science to your knowledge do you have in terms of? Um, or what knowledge do you have around the breathwork stuff as to why it does help us? Right. So I recently just trained with a couple of doctors. Mm. Uh, they are based out of America, but one of them happened to be here. So I got cool. to do 10 sessions with him. And uh, so what they do is they study the breath, the diaphragm, yeah. what actually happens in our bodies when we start to breathe deeply. So yeah. if you think about a moment like where you're super stressed out or you're like in the middle of a workout, you're in fight or flight very natural yeah. and what we want to kick off is rest and digest which mm. is gonna so we're in our sympathetic nervous system then our parasympathetic mm. nervous system and you don't want to be in your sympathetic nervous system for that long so you're gonna feel like you're freaking out so when you start to breathe deeply you start to kick off that parasympathetic and you just start to chill out a little bit and also the deeper you breathe the better you feel so yeah. if you're expanding your diaphragm all the way out and all the way in you're massaging all the muscles in your stomach wow yeah right so we have this 11 pound or 5 kilo uh, muscle in our bodies that we yeah. don't pay attention to to starts in our like our top of our rib cage goes all the way around to our l4 l5 in our backs so that's massive that's huge right wow. like we only work out the muscles that are on the outside but realistically we've got this big one in us it happens to have no nerve endings yeah bummer um, but you still can do something about it wow. so the deeper you breathe the more it expands the more oxygen your body's getting oxygen is fuel for cells it needs it and our brains take up 20% of it so if you are breathing ineffectively you're not working out as strong you're not creating as much you're not having like a deep rich fulfilled life and you're stressing out all the other muscles in your chest your neck and your back wow 
So, yeah, it's a little science for you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Well, once again, guys, I, um, I know you learned a lot, so please, please, please go follow her. I'll put her um, information in the description as well so you can go find it there. Um, and that's it, guys. All right, make sure you follow um, The Pocket Coach, okay, on Instagram, The Pocket Coach or Pocket Coach here. Subscribe to it on iTunes or Spotify or Google or anywhere that you listen to this. <laughs> and uh, be sure to follow your boy, Headley Fitness, H-E-D-L-E-Y Fitness or HeadleyFitness.com for the website. All right, guys, stay tuned for some amazing uh, podcasts that are still coming up to you and much love, guys. <laughs> Seriously, stay blessed and uh, I'll catch you later. Cheers. Bye. Thank you. Yay. Thank you.